to Stories Matter, the podcast created to provide a safe space and a platform to tell our stories. Our stories are unique, and we should own them, embrace them, and share them. Our stories are not a thing in the past. They're part of our experiences that continuously shape and influence our reality. I am your host, Emily Francis. And I hope you find a story here that connects with yours, because stories matter. Hi, and welcome to Stories Matter. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode four. The title for episode four is Finding Where You Truly Belong. And I decided to title it like this because in episode four, I want to share with you my story on how I transitioned from a place where I was able to fit in, but not truly where I belonged. So back in 2012, I received my license to begin teaching English as a second language. I got a job as an ESL teacher at Irvin Elementary School. I walked into my very first classroom and I promised myself that I was going to give not 100%, but 110%, 200%. I wanted to make sure that I was given it all, passionate about ESL students, about family engagement, about supporting teachers. It was my opportunity to begin making a difference, creating change, and making my students feel like they mattered. So that summer of 2012, I began putting my classroom together with nothing on the walls because my intention was to begin digging deep in my students' lives and making sure that my walls were reflecting my students. School started and I began pouring my heart out, creating lessons that were engaging, that mattered, that were relevant. Lessons that students were able to see themselves. I started looking for literature that reflect my students' experiences. Most of my students were long-term ELs. They were born here, but they were learning English and Spanish at the same time. So I was looking for literature and creating lessons that was reflecting their experiences. But late in a year, in that 2012-2013 school year, a student enrolled. His name is Jose. I was called to the office to let me know that the student was coming 
straight from Mexico. And of course, I was already teaching his sister, who was in kindergarten. I was super excited because that was going to be my very first opportunity to make a difference in a student who was experiencing the same things that I experienced back in 1994. Of course, we completed the enrollment process and I started making plans and talking to with teachers about how we were going to create a safe environment for Jose to make sure that he was being successful and he was going to fit in and find a place of belonging. Jose was my very first experience about working with newcomers. I was so excited. I started gathering resources and information about him to make sure that we were doing everything that we could to support him. After learning about second language acquisition and after learning about how language works and how important it is to highlight students' stories and background knowledge and language, I talked to teachers about letting Jose work in Spanish, his home native language. I learned that he knew how to read and how to write if we were going to use what he already knew how to do to make sure that he felt successful at Irvine Elementary. We welcomed him. We provided assignments for him. We let him read. We let him write. We let him do presentations in Spanish. Jose began to flourish like no other student. He finished his third, fourth year. And by the fifth grade, he placed out of the ESL program. He moved on to the middle school without the ESL label. He had learned not just the language, but he, has, he had learned that he belonged, that we loved him, and that he mattered. See, this is one of the stories that I can share about my passion and my work at the elementary school level. There were many others who I was able to support. At this elementary school, I was able to create a culture of family engagement like no other. I had meetings with 75 parents who would come and gather and bring food and just talk about how to support their children or gather about just to learn how to read a report card. I worked very hard at the elementary school to make sure that my students and my families belong. I knew my content. I knew my lessons. I was very comfortable at the elementary school. 
I had been a teacher assistant for eight years in a first grade classroom. And after six years of working at the elementary school as an ESL teacher, I felt so comfortable. I felt like I belonged. I felt like I was doing everything right. I felt like I was never going to leave that place because I was doing everything right. But then I came across a quote a summer of 2018. This quote said, Not every place you fit in is where you belong. And I started thinking about this quote and wondering why this quote was hitting me so hard. I started thinking about my place of work. I felt like I belong, but I was actually just fitting in. Being successful, yes, but it was just a fit in and not a sense of belonging. That summer of 2018, I was offered a summer camp position for just two weeks at the high school level. I took the position, to be honest, just for the little extra income. I really wasn't looking forward to create lessons or to teach high school students. But the opportunity came up and I took it. As a group, we got together to create lessons for our students for that summer. And after creating my lesson and presenting it to the group, my supervisor turned my lesson down. And she said that my lesson was just going to be too hard for newcomer students to receive. A lot of our newcomers come with trauma and tragic events that had happened and they don't want to be hurt anymore. I felt very disappointed because I was really thinking that I was doing the right thing, the right lesson. So right there and in there, I already felt like I was not being successful at the high school level. But I finished my lesson. I changed it. I tweaked it. It was approved. In that summer of 2018, I walked into the classroom where where, um, newcomers were sitting. That summer camp was designed for students who had just come from another country. And they were given the opportunity to experience a little bit of what school is like before school starts. So some of the students could have been already in classrooms for a month or two. Some of them had just been enrolled. I walk in the classroom and I introduce myself. Hello, my name is Emily Francis. I am your ESL teacher for this summer camp. And I felt like the words bounced off and they were 
cricket sounds everywhere. Students were just staring at me, deer in headlight, had no idea what I was telling them. They looked nervous. Some of them were shaking. Some of them couldn't even look up at my eyes. They were scared, scared of me, scared of a teacher who had experienced the same thing they had experienced. Their reaction shocked me. I couldn't believe that after so many years of working with students, I was just experiencing something that I have never experienced before. Feeling the exact feeling that my students were feeling in that moment. I knew exactly how they felt. I knew exactly what they were thinking. And I just started thinking about how I should really be teaching these students. Students who are feeling lost, students who are feeling scared, students who are feeling that they don't know what is going to happen. That summer day, I call it a divine intervention, if you would. But as I was thinking and bawling and analyzing what was happening to me in that moment, Dr. A, the principal of Conquer High School, where our camp was being held, walks in the classroom and asked me if by any chance I knew of someone who would want to be an ESL teacher at his school because his ESL teacher had just quit. I couldn't believe what he was just asking me. He wasn't asking me. Of course, he had already asked me for two years. I've known Dr. A for two years previous, and he had asked me several times to come work at the high school. But of course, I never thought I wanted to leave my elementary school. But that moment when he asked me for someone to take over his high school position as an ESL teacher, the first one I thought of was me. That moment I experienced in the classroom with newcomers was just enough for me to realize that I just found a place where I truly belong. I look at Dr. A and I said, you might have an ESL teacher here. Let me just go home and sleep on it and think about it because it is a drastic decision. It was a huge decision for me. At the elementary school, I knew what I was doing. I felt like I belong. I felt like I knew my content and I knew how to support students and families. And being at the high school level was going to be a whole different 
ball game. <laughs> but there was no question about making this transition. Because finding where you truly belong is more than just fitting in. It's finding where you can truly make a difference. And so I transitioned from the elementary to the high school on that summer of 2018. And I started working at Concord High School. But fear began to take over. I was scared about my performance, about how I was going to do and be for my students. Fear began taking over about content, about new teachers, about new families, about myself being able to be successful at a new school. But and then I started noticing that students needed someone to trust and someone who believe in them, someone who understands their stories and the obstacles that they have been through and someone who will stand for them when they need it. And I felt like that was me, that I could be the mediator for my newcomers, that I could be there for my students. I was really scared that I decided to call my supervisor, Teresa Palma, back then, and I asked her to help me with my fears because I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do or make a difference at the new school. Her advice was something that I really didn't want to hear. But she told me to give myself three years, three years for me to really get to know my students, my content, my families. I really didn't want to hear that, but she was so right. I couldn't just jump in and start doing what I had already done for years at the elementary school. I had to start with small steps. As much as I wanted to begin family engagement meetings and professional development for staff, I wanted to start by focusing on students. And that's where I started. Making, creating, and establishing relationships with students. Getting to know their stories, learning about their stories, learning about their journeys, learning about their families, loving my students and letting them know that I was there to understand them, to protect them, to be for them and with them. I started creating rapport with teachers. I didn't want to do any professional development just because I wanted to create relationships first. But my assistant principal wanted me to share my story and I did. And it was a great way for me to share with staff about my experience as a newcomer and how we can all support our students. You see, changes are difficult sometimes. They hurt, 
you don't want to leave an area of comfort, an area where you fit in. But finding a way where we truly belong, it's important because it's where we can start making a difference. Students began coming into my classroom to tell me stories and wanting just to cry, find a place where they can share a moment of stress, a moment of pain, or if they needed a teacher to intervene for them, they will come and ask me. I've been able to create platforms for my high school students to share their stories. I was able to have them publish their immigrant stories and have the International Literacy Association share their stories. I am still struggling trying to make sure that our families are engaged in our schools. I'm working on it. Not everything is going to be first, perfect the first or the second year. But if we start building a culture of collaboration, if you start working passionately about what you love, teachers around you and people around you will start taking notice. Parents will start noticing. And we can all begin to work together to support students. This year, on 2020, I had my very first immigrant group walk the stage or drive through the stage because it was a drive-through graduation. But I was very excited and very happy to have my newcomers get their high school diploma. And just like I had students graduate this year and get their high school diploma, I also had students who dropped out. So in the two years that I've been there, I had students who had to drop out because they have to start working to send money to their families or because they're just getting too old to be at the high school. But I'm in touch with them. I continue encouraging them. I have offered them opportunities at the community college to get a GED. We are in touch and I don't want to lose that contact with those students because just like we celebrate successes, we're also going to celebrate failures. And it's important for students to know that we are with them, whether it is a success or a failure. So if you are finding yourself at a place where you feel like fitting in, but you don't belong, I encourage you to find your place of belonging. Find that place where you can begin making a difference in students, staff, and families' lives. Because remember, and I'll leave you with this quote, 
Your legacy is not what you do. Your legacy, it's what students do because of you. Or what parents do because of you. Or what teachers do because of you. You see, after I left the elementary school, every Cinco de Mayo, teachers and parents will get together to continue a cultural celebration that I began years ago. I'm not part of that now, but I enjoy looking at the pictures of a legacy that I started and that they are now continuing. It's amazing to see what our students are doing because of us having the strength to find a place of belonging. I'd love to hear from you or help you out if you are and finding yourself in a place where you fit in, but you need to find a place of belonging. You have my contact number. I'd love to hear from you. Please tune in for episode five, where I'll finally have my first guest. You'll hear from my mother, Angie Power, and you'll hear from teachers who have heard the podcast and have identified similarities and want to share their stories as well. Thank you again for joining me. And don't forget that stories matter. Adios.